welcome to another episode of the Who Tells Your Story section of Daddy Unscripted. My name is Tim Wheaton, and I am your host. Hey, everybody, welcome in to another episode of Who Tells Your Story, part of the Daddy Unscripted podcast, which is part of Osiris Media. It's it's like a one of those Russian dolls. It you just keep opening them up, and it, it's part of this, it's part of that. I remember getting those as a kid as a present. I don't know why that happened, but I remember there was a little time frame when my parents were getting those for us as kids. Kind of funny. Anyway, I am here today with a fantastic guest. This is I don't know if I had not created the. Who Tells Your Story section of Daddy Unscripted, I would still absolutely 100% have this guest on because she is a brilliant single mom. You might know her from Instagram and Twitter as Manifest Destiny. That's D-E-S-T-I-N-I. Or you might know her as Destiny Ann on TikTok. It's Destiny.ann on TikTok. If you haven't familiarized yourself with her, I don't know. I believe you're going to be driven to do that after listening to this conversation. Find her, add her, subscribe to her, do everything. Because like, like I could sit, I, I've done this a few times, and just completely devoured and tried to absorb as much of her content as possible. She is just one of those magical content creators. I I hate even saying content creator because I feel like some of you may have kind of an eye roll effect with when you hear that phrase, but she is a content creator. She's creating content, but her content is so good and so meaningful and important to parents out there. And it is not just for moms. It is absolutely not just for single moms. This is content for any parent out there. And a lot of it, too, could be really good just for people to become and be better human beings, really, to tell you the truth. Her stuff is so good and so relatable. And just these little things that you will sit down and say, my God, what have I done? And then you'll like do three arm things, you'll like fake karate chop your arm and you'll be wearing a big oversized white jacket. Anyone? Is anybody getting that talking heads reference? I hope you are. Uh, But anyway, let me first, before I go any further, do the business side. So I'm going to play the trailer for a brand new podcast that is out via Osiris Media called Alive Again. My dad was my coach when I was growing up. He was a hockey coach. I know the older I get, the more I realize this, that he really instilled in me a belief that teams win and that the way to be successful is to utilize the strengths of everyone. I'm always, always telling engineers, sound men, make everyone the same volume, make everyone exactly the same volume. I believe that if we send a message of unity from the stage, people will feel it. Trey Anastasio will tell the story of his solo career and collaborations from the start of the Trey Anastasio band in 1999 to the beacon jams of 2020. 
think anybody who's seen Tab would agree with this. They're kind of like a freight train leaving the station when it comes to the groove. All of these things that I've done over the years, playing with the orchestra, doing the fish, doing the tab, all of these things kind of culminated at the beacon. There was a couple of moments in there where I was like, this is what I've been trying to achieve all these years. In this four-part limited series, we'll hear about the creative process, talk to Trey's bandmates, collaborators, and friends about the music that's been created over the past 25 years. The Utica Mr. Completely. I was watching people dancing. I was just like using these tools to like build the intensity, build the intensity, build the intensity. And the balcony was going up and down. And then these plaster pieces started falling on people's heads. Visit OsirisPod.com slash Alive Again to subscribe or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Episode one premieres June 15th. Okay, so there is the official trailer. Episode one came out on June 15th. And if somehow Trey is not your thing, that happens. I understand. I won't hold it against you. There's some other original shows coming out soon, including Festival Circuit, Newport Folk Fest, and Sugar Maple, which I've talked about on some other episodes previously. So make sure you check out OsirisPod.com for everything that's going on with Osiris, all of the mainstay podcasts like Daddy Unscripted as well, and our friends at No Simple Road, Broke Down Pod, Welcome to the Party Pal. There's just so much for you guys to listen to. So just go to OsirisPod.com. Okay, so I will tell you really quickly, Destiny, I'm so excited. I reached out to her really just via her info at kind of email, and we talked for a little bit about the possibility of her being on the podcast. And she was just so up for it. I was so grateful and so excited that she was into being a part of the podcast. And uh, we talked about a few of the things that might be very relevant for us to discuss. And I did feel a little bad, (laughs) I will admit. Like She asked if there was anything specifically on her social from all of her content that I would want to talk about. And I told her that I just kind of am very free flow and very organic with my conversations and felt like maybe we would just really spend a bunch of time in her history and her family's history and kind of get to know who this person is that is putting out all of this amazing stuff. And I thought about this today about the build of this individual that I'm so astounded by and how really remarkable that story likely is and really like goes into the whole reason for my podcast of not only documenting this history of her and her family and how she became who she is now, not only for the purpose of people getting to know her, but also getting that understanding of how many stories like that, how many people have experiences that are similar and have all of these things that they feel like they cannot do. And look at somebody like Destiny, who has really just gone after what she is passionate about, what she is extremely knowledgeable about, And is not only like doing something with it, but is doing something that shares all of that amazing insight with all of us and 
just like I talk about a lot in my podcast, is something that hopefully spreads out all over making better people, not only potentially making better adults and better parents, but helping to create a better next generation, which is so important. So with no further accolades and uh, no further fangirling, or uh, as I said to, who did I say this to? Oh, as I tweeted to Victor, who was one of the finalists on The Voice, who I absolutely love his vocals and his style and everything about that man. And I TM'd <laughs> in a tweet to him, fan man. I'm, I'm fan manning. So I am totally fan manning over Destiny. And I'm excited for you guys to hear this conversation. So here is my conversation with Destiny a.k.a. Manifest Destiny. Okay, we are here today. I know this is like what people say, and you're, you know, you if you don't say this, like you probably are coming off weird to your guests, but I'm incredibly, vastly excited to be here with my guest today because we've been working at this a while and trying to make everything work amongst her very busy life and busy schedule and things that are happening. Anybody who hasn't yet experienced Destiny, you are coming into the orbit as it is about to like just completely take off. I don't know NASA terms, but uh, welcoming uh, Destiny Ann, who some of you may know as Manifest Destiny, but Destiny, however you know her, you need to know her. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much for that introduction. <laughs> that was awesome. And I'm I'm laughing over here because everything I start, I start with. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you do, right? <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so I'm so excited to be talking to you and your community. This is awesome. Of course. I as I go through all of your videos and everything, you know, they are just deeply wrapped in genuineness and sincerity and humor and wisdom and the uh, really like the love and the nurturing of other people and not that means not only the parents but their kids and that means not only the parents and their kids but the kids around and the parents around and the ripple effect of all of that so the number of people that you are talking to is it just really makes me so excited for what you do and how well you do it and how much of it that you do so don't ever stop thank you so much you're welcome so you guys before we get too far if you want to like I don't want you to pause the podcast, but this is a good time to do it or like double click your home button or whatever it is you do on Androids, which uh, I don't understand. But <sighs> go over to your other social medias and on TikTok, type in destiny with an I dot A-N-N. And on Instagram, type in manifest destiny. Again, it ends with an I. And where else should they be looking for you, Destiny? Either of those is fine. And then the bio links that I have on both of those have other places that we can connect and Patreon and YouTube and all that fun stuff. But if you hop on either of those, you can find those links. 
Awesome. So do all of that homework. Find out who your ears are going to be blessed by and the learning that you're about to take in of who this person is, because that has been something you if you guys listen, you know me, you know how into the story of a person and where they have come from and where they are going and where they are now. And so we're going to all get to learn that with destiny as we continue to just I feel like I'm being I want you guys to know that all of these things that I say about destiny are 100% sincere because Oh gosh, thank you. Like the pores on my arms are open right now because I'm so like giddy to be talking with you and I get so much out of your stuff, all of your content. I was actually thinking you are a not only a content creator, but you're a content creator. Content creator. Let's just pause, <laughs> let that simmer. Maybe I'll play a little Whoa. music after that. Yeah, it deserves some <laughs> it deserves a moment. <laughs> that deserves a moment. That's so funny to me. I joke because I say that, and I've said this for a very long time. My friends know that I say that everything is content. And I used to kind of hate that my brain worked like that. Because mm. I'm like, Destiny, your life's not a TV show. Mm-hmm. But everything, it's like if I'm like cooking, like it could be cereal and I'm Rachel Ray. Like I just. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's, that's that's the writer in you. Like that is the creator. Yeah. I'll look at it that way because it it feels like the other personalities, but we'll go with that. (laughs) I like how you put it. There you go. I'll just, I'll help you out with that anytime (laughs) you need it. (laughs) So we'll get to where you are today and who we know you to be, but um, let's go back into your familial history and tell us about how you are who you are and whatever that means, however far we go back with you. Yeah, for sure. And this is why I love and recommend just going on an intentional parenting journey, because I feel like you learn so much about yourself and about your parents and about just your lineage and things that really do get passed down and things that we don't even realize we're holding on to. I think it's a lot easier to let go of them. But I have a very, very close relationship with my grandmother, who is still alive, uh, my mom's mom. And her husband passed away when my mom was about three. Mm. And uh, my mom, super strong. like She just had that archetype of strong Black woman. She was that 100%. And you could tell that she was raised in a very survival-based kind of environment, Uh, She had everything that she needed, but she just was raised by a very strong woman. She had, my grandmother had to be on her own for a while and she really passed that down to my mom and my mom, she joined the army. She was like so serious, just the flyest, cutest lady ever. But she was like, she did not play. Like you would look at my mom and not know she was in the army until she started speaking and then you're like, Mm. oh, this lady has it together. She was wake up four o'clock in the morning and would literally be doing just doing all day long until about like four o'clock in the morning. And so she had me and I am literally, I don't think any of my brain is type A. Like I'm just (laughs) free, creative. And we would struggle because even as a child, I remember we would have conversations where I would just be like, but everything's not black and white. And for my mom, everything was black and white. It was black Mm. and white. It was right and wrong. 
because it had to be that way. She didn't have the flexibility to try things in life because she was primary breadwinner and she had to, everybody depended on her. She really was the rock. And here I come, the black sheep, which I have now taken on the phrase, the the golden sheep. I was the golden sheep, but back then I was the black sheep and I just, I tested everything that I was not the child that she expected. And we had a beautiful relationship, but we bumped heads for the longest time until, honestly, until I became an adult. And so fast forward to when she passed away, this was probably like the transition in my parenting. I joke that like the first two, three years of parenting, I was really like being a big sister. Mm. Um, I was just, I was just out. I was, I had my daughter at 19 and I was very much 19. I, I graduated college at 19, but I was still 19. Wow. And my mom, because she was so strong, she was the mom that's like, don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. You don't know what you're doing. I got it. And I was like, yeah, sure. Fine. That's great. I'm going to yoga. You got it. So so when my mom, maybe like a week before she passed away, she passed away from a stroke Mm. and, and it just all caught up with her, like on a physiological level, that's what happened. She just took on way too much and she was 48. And Maybe like a week before my mom passed, she was like losing her government job. And I've never seen my mom cry, like ever. And she was just sobbing. And I was like, are you crying because you're losing your job? And she was like, I'm crying because I don't know what I'm supposed to do after this. Hmm. And that just, and you know, I'm like such a free person. I'm like, I got hobbies. I got things. I got people. Like, what do you mean? (laughs) I wish that the government was like, hey, I'm still going to pay you, but you can't work anymore. Like, what? Yeah. It didn't make sense to me. And so then when she passed away a week later, I was, it literally was like the shift in my head where I was like, I cannot do that. Mm. I can't say yes to things that for other people or because of obligation, I have to create some sort of freedom in my life so that I can feel joy and feel like the things that I'm doing are for me. And that's really kind of where that kindness versus niceness thing resonated with me. I didn't want to have resentment towards the people in my life. I didn't want to have codependent relationships. I wanted to stand on my no and let my yes be my yes. And I wanted to start that in my parenting and allowing my daughter to find who she was and what she wanted to do. And it was just this beautiful journey. We were figuring it out because I told you I was not momming for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my daughter and I were figuring it out together. And that's when I got introduced to so many parenting resources. And it, it just has been this incredible freeing journey for me. And I know that the more free that I get, the easier it is for me to see my children for who they are and to just like get into flow, if that makes sense. So it has been this constant kind of like giving my mom's spirit the life that she didn't get to have because she was such a creative person. My mom could do anything and I could see it in small ways, but she would like never really go that deep into it. And I was just like, gosh, if she, if she just had the space and the freedom and didn't have to worry about the things that society said she should have been worried about. Oh my gosh. Like she would have been like me times a million. I'm just playing around. My mom would have been like, <laughs> man, she would have been a household name in two weeks. So, <laughs> Oh gosh. So she passed away when you were, how old was your daughter? Let's, let's put it in those terms. Let's see, 2016. Yeah. So my daughter was about four. She's about to be nine. So she's oh about gosh. Four. Very. And yeah. And that was like her mom. I mean, they matching outfits. Like we lived with my mom. Mm-hmm. That was her mom. I would not take that away from my mom. That was her mom. 
for sure. So that was very difficult for her. Yeah, she sorry. talks about it all the time still. Oh gosh. And then yeah. your second daughter is Phoenix. How old is she? Uh, she? Name is amazing. Thank you. She is that a thousand percent. <laughs> she's a little firebird, but she's three. So she actually was born the year after my mom passed away. My mom passed in November, 2016 and Phoenix was born October, 2017. So I, I found out I was pregnant maybe like two months after my mom passed away. Oh, wow. Man, talk about hormones, talk about emotion. Yeah, the uh, cir- circle of life right there. Ooh, yeah, exactly. Really, though, really. And it was kind of, that's where, you know, I got her name from, like just the rebirth mm. and just everything being new. And, and she definitely didn't get my mom's spirit, though. But <laughs> I joke now because I'm like, oh, my mom and my mom would not baby for serious. So. <laughs> <laughs> little she too much like, no she's she's too messy You're yeah like, too, too wild yeah so she's the you she's me exactly she and both of them are but phoenix is like the me that i would have been if i didn't grow up in like a strict household mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah oh so you're is that the way that it that it was in your parents household was that just from her military background or was that religious strictness or what was that from and, and I don't even know if strict is the right word so much as it was just like high expectation. Mm. My mom was the most loving person and she would do anything. But like I said, when you're in that survival mode, it's like, we don't really have time for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like just put the clothes on. You know, it was, it was like that. She, we didn't have a lot of rules. My mom was a sucker. I could like, she would take my phone and I was going to get it right back. But it was very like, everything's urgent. Everything is black and white. There's not a lot of like free expression. And, um, so that was more so my household. It wasn't like mm. strict. It wasn't a ton of rules. It was just, I just felt very judged. I felt out of place. Like I felt weird. I felt hmm. weird growing up. I felt very weird. And were you an only child? Not were, but are you an only child? No, no. Oh, okay. I have an older sibling, um, an older sister that grew up outside of the house. We had different moms. And then my brother <laughs> grew up in the house with us. And he's two years older than me. He's the first child. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you already know. He was the golden child. Now, he was the golden child, um, which now I like feel so bad for my brother. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. I, put, I, I hated you so bad. And it was not your fault. Mm-hmm. Gosh. But he um, he's in the military. He's a pilot now. He's just like. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's like my mom's tree. Oh, gosh. So do you feel like when you were a kid that you were trying to kind of go against what he was? Um, I don't even know if it it was that. It was kind of the labeling. Like, I think um, I had experienced, like, childhood trauma. And I think that my acting out mm. was... It, I immediately was, like, the bad kid. Mm-hmm. And my mom she just she worked all the time she did there are certain things that you just don't notice in your child and you're like you try to fix it i don't know what's wrong like why are you just so angry all the time yeah so i think it was more so that and my brother being a parent i know that sometimes you have kids that are just a little bit easier and i i know that my brother was so much easier so i don't think i was necessarily trying to not be or trying to be the opposite of him i think that we were just dealing with different things and we had different, we had a different set of parents. Like we had the same parents, but I was born almost, uh, what, two years later, mm-hmm. we had different parents. They weren't newlyweds anymore. You know, mm-hmm. things change. And in my eyes, it was a thousand percent my brother's fault. But <laughs> I know, I know better now. Yeah. 
that that's not the case. No offense to your brother. Yeah, no, he's um, he's amazing. He really is amazing, and he's he's like my hero. I'm like God. Teach, teach me. I need some discipline oh. for sure. <laughs> so he is in the military. Does he have kids or? No, he just doesn't okay. Have children. I mean, he's he's a pilot, so he's literally like in Abu Dhabi. And oh, right, New right. York, and then yeah, he's all no over time. The place, so no. No, he's got a puppy. I've got a little a nephew. <laughs> That's nice. I was curious how the cousins may be in touch with each other and all of that. How? Oh yeah, no. And I'm so used. To, I'm from my parents from the country, so I'm used to having a big family. Mm-hmm. And my kids don't really have that, so I try to make our house feel big mm-hmm. <laughs> as big as possible and try to grow like our community, especially since we homeschool. Yeah, because they're not growing up with the big family that I grew up with. Yeah. And it's funny because homeschooling has changed. I have a few friends who homeschool and when we talk about it with them, it's changed so much from mm-hmm. kids my age that were homeschooling when I was in elementary school through high school and the just complete isolation that that really was for them. It was not... There was no community. There was not sports. I mean, that's just so different now. And I think that that's so important for their social life. I mean, at the very beginning of that uh, is so important for kids and teenagers and seeing the difference in how kids are growing up now that are homeschooled as opposed to the ones that were my age that I would see quote unquote, go out into the real world and they were just right. kind of lost. Yeah, it is so different. It is so different. I think that's one of the reasons why I advocate so strongly for homeschool now is because there's just so many resources. There's co-ops and Facebook groups and meetups. And, you know, sometimes parents will teach classes and there really is so much more opportunity for socialization. But even outside of that, and I think that the reason why majority of my teaching is like environment-based and experience-based is because they get to do life with you when you're with them more and they get to see how you interact with other adults or with other children. And I think that's so important because a lot of times when kids are only interacting with other kids and they don't get to see you model like good, healthy relationships with the cashier Mm -hmm. or, you know, how you, just how you treat people Mm -hmm. in general. I think they miss that. And it just makes me laugh because I still have older family members that are like, well, how's she going to learn how to talk to people? Uh (laughs) It's just so funny to me because my kids are like, okay, how how do you teach her to stop talking? (laughs) That's, that's, uh, I mean, something that is so prevalent now, especially with, um, everybody having a video camera in their hands and seeing yep. how adults fail to interact well yeah. with other adults. Oh, man. Uh, it drives me absolutely. I mean, from being just wanting to go crazy to wanting to just sit in the corner and sob for yeah the view that kids get of their parents and how much they take that on. Mm. Mm. So. Adults out there, <laughs> be be better, be a lot better. Big children, big big children. We're just big. Children. Yeah, yeah, and and it is really interesting to see some of the. Now that I'm off of Facebook, 
I don't see this as much yeah. anymore, but seeing some of the, let's say five years ago or seven years ago on Facebook, everybody gets on there and you have all your high school, elementary school friends that are wanting, or n- not even friends, just people that went to the same school that are wanting to connect with you. And you're seeing, oh yeah, you were this at this age. And now I see how that has right. or hasn't. I mean, it's not across the board in every case, of course, but yeah, seeing some of the, yeah, you were pretty mean to uh, your classmates and now look at you as an adult. Yeah, that's... Right. Uh, <laughs> some deep rooting has happened there. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that that is why, I mean, we only have three like non-negotiables in my house and that's a staple in my house is like kindness is the most important thing. What's the important, most important thing, kindness. Cause at the end of the day, I feel like the way that we treat other people is just a reflection of the way that we're treating ourselves. And I don't know why that gets overlooked in education. Mm. And I think we're just all so damn busy, just like we're just all just doing mm-hmm. and doing and doing and doing. And the being and the essence of our personalities and the way that we treat each other is kind of like placed on a back burner. We like have special kindness days at school or mm. something. Yeah, that would be amazing. And it just should be an everyday thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really, why are we celebrating kindness? Like why is it National Kindness Day? I don't know. Yeah. It's really interesting too. I, I just had to have, so my daughter is 12, about to turn 13 in a couple of months. And uh, we don't let her have social media at all. And mm-hmm. I actually had this conversation about social media with her, um, uh, I think last week or something and talking about how, I mean, the cliche of people being behind a computer or being behind their Mm -hmm. phone and the uh, bravery, which just I hate using that word for it. But the right. What is what is the audacity? Yeah, there you go. The audacity (laughs) that it gives them to say whatever the heck that they want to say to a stranger or even somebody that they know really well and. Uh, be able to stand behind it while they are digitally safe and how that goes for adults to uh, teenagers and even younger if the kids have um, access to that. And I just said to her, like, I've even been bullied online and had some ridiculous things said to me as an adult hearing it from other adults and like Mm. I don't want you to go through that and I don't want to put you in a bubble but I also know that kids your age are not ready for that responsibility and um, I it's it's tough to not bubble yet still protect yeah but I mean they get that exposure on other levels and Mm -hmm. it's just such a social media is just so big. It's just such a big scope and so many things you would have to manage and monitor. And so I completely get that. Yeah. My daughter, we watch TikTok together Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that is literally it. That's we'll scroll. And she already knows if I kept scrolling, don't even, what was that? We're not going. I just, we just scrolled past. (laughs) We just kept it pushing. But I think, what has resonated so much with my approach is that even I think that empathy is my superpower. And even in that, like when people aren't kind, I just am like, dang, this person just 
did not have the opportunity to learn how to be upset or triggered or bothered or not like something. Mm-hmm. And that breaks my heart. And I, I think I try to have that balance in my household because it's not just like, no, be nice, be nice, be kind, be nice. Like I'll tell my daughters, you're, you know, you're allowed to feel that. You're allowed to not like your sister right now. You're allowed to be irritated. I don't want my kids to grow up in this this bubble where they feel like they have to be kind all the time because that's not real. Yeah. They have emotions and they have feelings. And I think the problem is a lot of people aren't finding healthy ways to express those emotions and express those things. And so they get on the internet with these strangers and they're judgmental and they're mean and they're rude. And it's like, why can't you just sit with a feeling? Why do you have to say something? Why do you have to express that? I don't understand because I see things all the time on the internet. Where I'm, I'm like, no, but I've never been compelled to write out a whole message. Oh my gosh. Yes. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I think that was one of my uh, reasons for getting rid of Facebook, too, because I would say something that I felt strongly about. And I wasn't really, I mean, okay, I'll admit there were a couple of times where I was putting up something that I absolutely knew 100% was going to trigger some people. But, but it's your platform. Exactly. And then I have... You put up a picture in your house. Right. Yes. <laughs> thank you. And... I I have so many different circles that I was involved mm-hmm. in. You know, I've got I Same. spent my entire schooling in private Christian schools. And so I've got oh, yeah. some very conservative some very conservative yeah. friends in that way. And then I also, you know, I worked at a record store for years as a kid and uh so I've got a lot of um, record store types, if that's a generalization yeah. I can make. And I've got just so many different people. And so people are attacking each other in my comments because I've got yep. the far left and the far right. And, mm-hmm. uh, oh my gosh, it was just so exhausting. And I would just, I would just delete the post every time. The whole thread. Yeah. Yep. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> yep. okay. You guys got to get some of your venom out and I'm just going to take this away from you now. And <laughs> You can go find something else to troll on. Yeah, now go try to be nice to your kids after that. Yeah. Like, no, it's impossible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the energy. That that right there is another thing that I learned from just my experience with my mom. And I always say, like, God, I, I wish she just had the time because she was such an amazing person. And when we had our moments, they were so amazing. But it's like, if you are stretching yourself with these negative conversations and you're stretching yourself at this job you hate you hate and you're eating things that you don't like like just all day long you are literally doing things that you don't enjoy mm-hmm. that are not bringing you any joy and then you come and there's this little human and all they are is joy there's going to be a huge disconnect mm-hmm. that's why it's like certain conversations i can't have when i'm about to have my go um, get my kids you know certain things i'm not going to do certain people i got to call back it's so important to me. I even, I was like, I'm going to figure out a way. I will hustle to figure out a way to only work on the weekends hmm. so that when my kids are here, I can be mommy. I can be a seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can be, I can be on their level because things drain us. Our cup is only so big and it, it sucks. I think I saw a meme that was like, it's unfortunate that we live in a world where we spend the majority of our day away from the people that we love doing things that we don't want to do. Mm. I was like, that is so sick. Yes. The 40 hour, 40 plus hour work week 
that <laughs> it's so tough because and and I talk about this with my wife and she'll say like you are gone before we're all awake mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's so busy on your day and you're getting home at I don't know 6:30 or 7 and for us we usually are putting our kids to bed sometime closest to eight during school time and closer to eight thirty to nine. And so I'm only getting that little bit of time with them. And depending on how my day went, like, and I have a 10 minute drive to work. So I've got 10 minutes to try to <laughs> unbridle that transition. man. Yeah. So, and that's me on YouTube, five minute meditation. Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Give me the short version. So, so, do you do meditation? Yes, I do every single day. <laughs> and when did you start doing that? So, I lived in New Orleans for a little bit. Mm. I had a a bit of an early midlife crisis, <laughs> and again, when That's I was better. I wasn't really out here, momming. I wasn't out here, momming. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got mine. I got mine. Out <laughs> um, and I was. I told my mom, I was like, I'm having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> I don't know what to do, but if I stay here, like, it's not going to be good. I, I need to figure this out. My mom was like, she, she was Olivia Pope. I don't know if you watched Scandal, but like, she was mm, Olivia mm-hmm. Pope. Hey, it's, ha- it's handled. Yeah. yeah. My mom was, it is handled. So maybe like the next day she was like, look, girl, I went to middle school with this lady. She lives in New Orleans. We keep in touch with Facebook. <laughs> she said, you can come stay with her. If you oh, want that's to. amazing. And I literally hopped on a plane and went and stayed with my mom's childhood friend for like four to six months, something like that. And that's when I really, really got into meditation. I was doing it a little bit before then, but it was like, I had zero responsibilities, zero obligations. I would just wake up and go sit in the grass for like two hours. Mm. Wow. It was insane. I, I could not repay my mom for that experience. She held it down. That's the sure. greatest midlife crisis ever. <laughs> New Orleans, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. And it was so, I needed it. Mm-hmm. And um, when I came back, maybe like four months later is when she passed away. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yep. 2016. So you were un- not realizing it. Yeah, exactly. You had your time to gird yourself up for what you didn't know was coming. I've never thought about it that way. And that's, yeah. I I don't even know where we would be without that. That's mm-hmm. when I picked up the conscious parent. <laughs> mm. While you were out there in New Orleans? Mm-hmm. Gosh. I, <laughs> I without getting like too heavy to whatever like it's so crazy the times like that that we you know 10 20 30 years later sometimes are realizing what was happening and if you're a religious person it's what god was doing and Mm -hmm. what his plan was and if you're not it's um what you needed or however you want to say it but that is yeah i mean i'm i'm an outsider and that's how i would totally like see that you were experiencing what you needed to experience in a perfect time. And I'm, I'm hopeful. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm trying not to overstep, but I really hope that you did not say to yourself or, or hold a regret against yourself or anything like that for having those four months away from your mom before she passed, because she 
kind of brought that gift to you as well. So yeah, yeah, and that I mean that's so beautiful. Even even the way that she she passed, I feel like she was just always taking care of us mm-hmm. and making sure that we were good. And I'm I'm so glad that this was my last memory of her because she was just in her form. And back then I worked at Chick Fil A. I was like uh, training to possibly open one. And I was going on a trip. They were flying me to corporate and we didn't live together at that time, but I had left my name tag at my mom's house Mm. and my flight, I had like a red eye. So I went to my mom's house at three o'clock in the morning. She was up doing laundry. I opened the door and I didn't say anything. You know what? The last thing my mom said to me was, it's on the table. Love you back. <laughs> I didn't, she didn't even know. Like, it's, uh, and I love that that was like the, like, I just feel so held and so taken care of. Mm-hmm. Anytime I'm, I'm rushing and I can't figure things out and things just kind of settle into place the way that they should. I just, I just, that pops in my head. It's on the table. Love you back. Mm. So <laughs> it sounds like her, her yin to your yang and vice versa yeah. just had that perfect symmetry to it. Heck yeah. And I, I hear it all the time now from her friends where they're like, you're acting like your mom. And I'm like, there is no way. And they're like, yeah, really? Why are you doing dishes at midnight? Like, <laughs> like that's true. <laughs> that's how it happens. It happens when it's supposed to happen. Yeah. So when you come back and you've now found meditation and everything, which um, I'm not going to like put a whole ton on that, but I started meditation like I would say six to 12 months before COVID hit. And I, mm-hmm. I kind of dabbled with it a little bit. And then really when COVID hit, I was like, wait a second, I've got this thing that I remember that was really great for my mind and my spirit. And let me get back into that. And it really like did so much for me yeah. during COVID. Cause I work I manage an animal hospital. And so I was always having to be out at work still and around like some semblance of people. And so it was stressful and that was so great for me. So kudos to meditation, whatever that may mean. (laughs) But then you are, when did everything kind of come into play as you are finding books and finding maybe communities at that point? for you to kind of start evolving into being one of the people on the other side of that instead of just absorbing? Yeah. Well, I think that everything that we do in our life, it has a purpose. Mm -hmm. It eventually makes sense. And my my degree is in psychology Hmm. and I did a lot with developmental psychology, but I've worked in school systems. I've worked at daycares. I've done youth groups. Like I've just always worked with children Mm -hmm. and never really noticed that so when my mom passed away and I had just read The Conscious Parent for, I think I saw like an interview. I don't know how I stumbled upon Dr. Shapali, but I read her book. And when I started having to parent, it was like, I didn't have my mom to ask questions. Mm-hmm. I didn't really, I had been gone forever. My friends are younger. They don't have kids. So I didn't, I just by default was like, okay, I got to do this the way I would do any other thing. Mm-hmm. We got to get on Google. (laughs) I just started researching things every day that we would experience something. I would, you know, ask questions and figure things out. But I was very much adamant on I'm going to show up for her 
the way that I wish my mom had time to show up for me. Mm. So I was like, I'm an entrepreneur. I have time. I can figure this out. And I just started doing research. I started finding like homeschool communities. When I found unschooling, oh my God. I was like, these are the humans <laughs> that I've been looking for my entire life. When I found unschooling, that honestly changed and shifted my perspective on parenting. And that just opened the door for me to be like, no, this is a whole separate entity, this little person. And she gets to be who she wants to be. I'm here to help and facilitate. And I was like, I need tools. I need resources. And that's what kind of started this journey Mm. of me learning how to be her parent. Mm -hmm. And then as you're doing that, I know when I first started this Daddy Unscripted forever ago, there were so many mom blogs so many mom mm-hmm. groups and I knew uh, I was doing photography was kind of my second gig and I knew a ton of mom photographers. And so I, I knew all of those circles and there wasn't really, I don't know, there was, there was a handful in the dad um, hemisphere. Um, yeah. it, were you getting into some of those communities and then saying, I want to do that too, or this is how I would do this differently or what kind of flipped that switch for you? No, I was like, so anti the mom. community. Mm. I, again, I still felt weird. I felt like I didn't fit in. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the communities I was finding, I was, I was like, either I'm going to have to lie to fit in with y'all <laughs> or y'all, like y'all are all lying. So uh-huh. I, I, that wasn't even it for me. You know, you know what did it now that I'm thinking because my mom had passed and it was just a lot going on. What did it for me and what I suggest for everybody before, like the parenting resources are great. Right. And I love being a parenting resource, Mm -hmm. but like the working on yourself resources Mm. that I was in a group coaching program. I don't know if you've heard of Preston smiles. Uh, I've heard the name. Okay, Preston Smiles, Alexi Panos. Um, Preston was my coach, and I was in an online group coaching program when I was going through that transition of losing my mom and being pregnant and having another daughter. And that, it was the whole thing was just about like creating your own joy and creating your own freedom. And I really got to like work on my inner child and just do things that made me uncomfortable. And along that ride, I was just, I was just funner. I was just beaming and I was lighter. everything wasn't so heavy. Mm. And I think through that, I just naturally was the kind of person that my child needed at the time. Mm -hmm. And then so adding the resources on top of that, it was like, yeah, of course, this makes sense that we should have play and that, you know, I should get on their level. Like, that's what I'm doing with myself. Of course, they would want the same thing. Um, And so I think that that was most important for me working on myself just naturally allowed our that's how relationships work anyway though you know yeah that's <laughs> that is so much like what people kind of miss out on in uh romantic relationships mm. and the people who you know it, it is difficult to be alone if you are in a relationship for however long i i totally get that and and the missing ingredient of exactly that like refinding yourself, regaining yourself, getting completely in touch with that and starting to love yourself again. And then what can happen after that with another person is so key. And so, yeah, that totally makes sense for being a parent as well. Yeah, I can tell like 
it's almost scary now, but anytime the dynamic is off with my kids, I'm a thousand percent sure that the dynamic is off with myself. Hmm. And I just start there every single time. I have that conversation with the oldest and we like plan for what we're going to do the next week so that it's not so off. But majority of the time, that's it. I'm like, I haven't been meditating. I haven't been spending time with myself. I'm too in tune to my business and the doing of things. Mm -hmm. But I love that I have like that internal like barometer now where it's like, all right, hold up. Back up. Yeah. It's definitely happening now with TikTok. It, mm. Yeah. TikTok is a, is a absolute Ugh. sieve that it's quicksand. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> But it's so good. I mean, there's so much, so much great content on there and so much hilarious and light content as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't remember, honestly, I have no idea how I originally stumbled into you. And I'd, I think it was on Instagram and not on TikTok. Oh, really? But um, how did that all I I haven't like done the going to give myself a finger cramp by trying to speedily scroll to the absolute beginning <laughs> no, for fine, you. When fine. did that start for you? Man. So I am an entrepreneur and a hairstylist and I kind of became a business coach because I had so many people like, how do you do so well? And you're so successful, but you still homeschooled and like, you don't, you're not like the business suit kind of like I've got it all like how are you doing that and so I would teach people quote unquote productivity but in a freedom type of sense mm. and so I think I started making like business related videos like entrepreneur mom videos at the beginning and I made one video about like productivity or something um this thing that I do me us them to kind of make sure that I'm doing things for myself for my business, but for my kids every single day, that's the way I check in. Mm -hmm. And that video resonated. And I was like, okay, well, maybe we'll focus on this. And I think maybe like three videos later was like my first viral video. And I was like, well, we're just going to stay here. We're just going to do, we're just going to do parent talk mm -hmm. now. That's what's working. And it kind of just grew from there. Yeah. I think your voice is so refreshing and unique which is so cool and also just so different because of the fact of how much is out there mm -hmm. and i've always thought that with the mom world because there there really is so much out there but they're not doing it the way you're doing it i mean everybody is different so yeah. you are obviously parenting in your way that is so refreshing and I know my podcast is called Daddy Unscripted. Let's just get over that fact because like I praise the moms because, well, we wouldn't be here without y'all <laughs> from the get go. I mean, that's the easy answer, but also like we wouldn't be here without like that. I can't say that strongly enough. And I'm not just speaking for on behalf of my wife or my mom, but seeing all of the family units yeah. around me and what the moms, the women are doing and how much they do. It's there was somebody and I'm not going to call them out by, out by name, but there was somebody that I used to talk with a lot more and they talked about how easy 
life was for their wife because they just had to take care of their kids while he was off at his job and having to make all the money. And not only did I think he came out of the Honeymooners TV show mm-hmm. from the 50s, because that just isn't a, a real perspective. But like, how do you believe that in this day and age that that is easy? And right. that's the first part. The second part is how much time have you spent around your kids and your wife then? Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. How are you not recognizing what's going on? It's not, it's not. And I don't think that either role is easy, honestly. Sure. As as a single parent now, I kind of, when my kids are with me, because they leave on the weekends, I typically have to do both roles. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, they're both hard. Mm -hmm. They're both hard. Even as an entrepreneur, it's hard. I can't imagine how it would be with a nine to five and like the obligations and like somebody breathing down your back. It is hard. And the other side of it is difficult too. being there for the tandem tantrum, as I like to call it. Like, why oh, gosh. I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> tandem tantrum. <laughs> and then it's like, then we're all just, it's three of us. We're all crying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think both sides of it are difficult. I don't diminish either. And it's, I mean, it's not a man woman thing, but just yes. whichever role somebody is taking on in, in their home and in their family, it is difficult. And I, which is why the curated, parenting is just so not fair. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not fair. And it's not, I don't even think it's fair to the kids because you're putting this ideal of what parenting should be on people that are broken themselves. And when they don't reach that ideal, now they're stressed. Mm-hmm. And who is that affecting and impacting when, you know, the dinner didn't go right, or we didn't have this perfect Pinterest schedule, like <laughs> the kids, <laughs> the kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's who it impacts. And I feel like I just want to be the antithesis. I just want to be the permission slip mm-hmm. to to be with whatever, show up for whoever you are as a parent right now and for whatever kid you have right now and try to parent from intention with what you actually believe. Like sometimes I'm like, get off Instagram, get off Pinterest. Yeah. You know, go sit down, go meditate. <laughs> yeah. That's one of your videos that always stuck with me was the one where you were saying, parenting for the child that is in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I was ready to just pause it and set down my phone and raise my hands up and say amen to that. And then <laughs> your next words were in that very moment. Mm-hmm. And there's those are like two succinct things that that yes, you were doing as one, mm-hmm. but also is so important separately too, because you can read all of those books and you can get all of the advice from everybody. And this is the advice that I always tell people right after I tell them, don't take anybody's advice is (laughs) do what works for you and your child and your family. Because Mm -hmm. if you are going to take on that judgment of, Oh, I, I, we did this. Um, so this is coming from a very personal place. We told ourselves that we wouldn't let our kids in our bed ever, ever. (laughs) But if your kid is having a nightmare and flipping out or they need that soothing or if your child is a horrible sleeper as like a pre-infant, like what's pre-infant? No, infant is the beginning, right? (laughs) infant toddler what's belly yeah that's that's embryo i guess um (laughs) so as an infant if your child can't sleep well and you are getting no sleep 
And as I say, and as you said, your cup is freaking empty because you haven't slept in three days. Bring your kid into your bed if that is going to let both of you sleep and get over that guilt and deal with whatever because you need that time. And obviously, like, as long as you're not, the caveat is as long as you're not hurting anybody or hurting your child or Mm -hmm. whatever, but do what works for your kid. And then, yes, exactly what you said. Your kid is this child that whose brain is not fully yet developed and is going to bounce around from idea to idea and attitude to attitude. And you have to deal with the child that is right there. Yeah. So my coach and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase and I'm going to butcher it, but it's, it'll still be effective. I'm sure. Mm. (laughs) I remember he said something to the beat of the minute. I think I know my wife is the minute I diminish my ability to have empathy for her. And I, every day, every, and I, I did not learn this any better than when my mom passed away. Mm. And I was like, the child I had before this traumatic event is no more. Mm -hmm. Like I have to show up and we can still have joy and we can still have fun and we can still have play, but that means I have to be present to who she is and what's going on and her moods and her rhythms and her flows. And I think that that's what homeschool has been for us. Mm-hmm. Forget curriculums and all of that. Just having her by my side and being able to fully be present with what's showing up in the moment has been so impactful for our relationship and for her growth and her development. It, I I honestly just wish that I could get everybody like a nanny or a second husband or a second <laughs> wife or something. <laughs> <laughs> I everyone. really do. That is my wish for the world. You get a nanny. You get an okay. Yeah. You get an assistant. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That's what I'm gonna do with my first million. Get everybody <laughs> nannies. <laughs> Oprah, what are you doing? You're wasting your time right. giving people cars and cars. whatever. You get a we nanny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a beautiful <laughs> thing. Uh, well. Now that we've gone through all of this and I'm like going to just live off of this high of talking with you. We got to do it again. This is amazing. I was going to say, it's funny that you're saying that because in my mind I was saying, can we just do this like more? Yes. Yes. This is amazing. So tell us what is of what you can, because again, we're all like starting to lasso your um comet which i don't know if that's <laughs> trademarked but i just put a big Lasso. huge tm on that because we're all like trying to get on this ride with you as you are just about to erupt what can you tell us about what is going on so <laughs> not to put you on the spot no it's i, I mean because it's exciting stuff if anything it's exciting for the content yeah that's what i'm excited about to be able to share so i am gonna be working on like Ellen's socials, if I can say that. Yeah. So like I'll make uh, just quick, I think the segment's called Ask Destiny and it's going to be on Bubble, which is like Ellen's vertical content or something. I'm learning all the new terms and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's going on. Oh my Um, gosh. I just did an Access Hollywood interview (sighs) last week. So that's going to post next Friday. Wow. It's just, just crazy, crazy stuff. And, um, 
It's fun. I just started my Patreon. That's what I'm most excited about because, again, I'm I'm tired of being the gold sheep. Yeah. I'm tired of feeling weird. I love having community and people that I can have conversations with. Um, so that's what I'm most excited about. But every single day, it's just, um, it's blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I'm excited for where it's going. I'm like, no joke. We're not doing video but my eyes are like welled with tears right now because oh. I'm so excited for you. I'm such a crybaby. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm oh. just so excited for you because you deserve this and so much more, and that you are getting recognized for what you do, which is such selfless work for other people that really like can be so helpful, like I said before, mm-hmm. as a ripple effect to people who don't even realize, hey, Destiny, who I have never met before, who I don't know, <laughs> is making my life better, is helping my kids be better and better to other kids. Uh, I talk about this all the time, the lives that we touch that we don't even realize, that we never know. Yeah, that we don't even realize. And your widespread kindness that is going out there just like makes me want to completely explode with happiness and i'm i'm sweet niblet (laughs) i i'm just so glad to to know that there are people like you that you that you are here and that we are there's so many times that i just get really bummed out about humans when you see all the yucky stuff that is out there but let's flip the coin and look at the people who are doing the good and trying to promote all of this and promote kindness and i am giving you the biggest hug right now i'm so grateful for you i just hug myself (laughs) i am so grateful for you i i can't say it enough and um i was just gonna say i can we do this again but we got to flip it because I want my audience to get to experience the awesomeness that is you. Oh, so I know you're always on that side, (laughs) but if you would be open to doing that in the future so that we can hear about your story and how unscripted got started and how your parenting journey has been, that would be amazing. For sure. It's an interesting story. And I know you and I have touched on, uh, the similarities in our yeah. projections and uh, the losses that have touched our lives. And so mm-hmm. I would, it would be beyond in honor to um, have that conversation with you. So yes, we got to make it happen. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, now that I have showered all of that out on you and um, I know I am going to like be walking on a cloud the rest of this weekend. Um, oh, yay! But where, just for the end of this, and you have your all your places, talk to us about what goes original where. Like, is YouTube, does your YouTube have different things that may not make it onto your TikTok or your Instagram? Ellen's social, her actual like TikTok and Instagram is where those other videos will be. And they will be just those videos, Ask Destiny. But then the Patreon is where we can actually have community conversations because i love instagram so much but oh lord those like 10 paragraph dms <laughs> yes yeah it's it, it can get really crazy is, on there and yeah, it's not easy it's to read I, 
It's not easy to read. Exactly. I'm like, please, I'm, I'm, I might put that in my bio. Send me a voice note. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Oh. Um, but I am starting my parenting coach certification. I started at the beginning of August. So I'm really excited about that to, you know, start working on a more individual basis mm. with people. So I will definitely have all that info out as soon as possible. Awesome. And Patreon, what is the easy way to find you on Patreon? Patreon.com slash Destiny Okay, perfect. All right. Well, from the deepest, deepest bottom of my heart and all of my being, thank you so much for taking this time out to talk with me and have another place where you're sending out your ripples of kindness. TM on that. Okay. Lasso Mm -hmm. the Comet of Destiny (laughs) and uh, ripples of kindness in case you ever have a book that's called that. Um, I just want like my 1% to be in high fives and hugs from people. I don't need any of the money. Just high fives and hugs from the Yeah. Um, But thank you so much for being here, truly. Thank you so much, Tim. As somebody whose love language is words of affirmation, you have certainly Mm. left my cup full. (laughs) So I appreciate you so much. Of course. All right. So everybody go find Destiny in every place that you possibly can. Show her some love if you haven't already. If you are already connected to Destiny, then let her know how much you loved this conversation so that we have like a, um, I don't know, a quarterly or whatever uh, Tim and Destiny corner where we just like make things happen and talk from parenting perspectives and the golden sheep perspective which the i'm perspective. i'm gonna wear that proudly the yeah the that, that one's all you yeah i i will gladly put myself in that category in my family as well so Good. uh thank you destiny and um i don't know how else to say it. you just you make my heart full thank you thank you so much tim okay and that is I, I want to say my first conversation with Destiny because it has to have just been the first. I can't even say like the absolute. Oh, do you hear that? That is what I was talking about with her being a content creator. I, I feel a little bit of contentment, but a ton of excitement after having spoken with her for the first time, uh, we've been emailing back and forth for a while now. And I joked about in my intro about me being a uh, fan man of Destiny and TMing that. We came up with a few other TMs in this. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll put out some merch <laughs> over over this, the Destiny comment, all of that. But... I said it after we were done recording. I said it in an email afterwards. I can't say thank you enough to Destiny for taking some time out of her busy schedule, of her busy life, and of her weekend to talk with me today. Um, Just so lovely to be able to speak with somebody else who believes so strongly in kindness and may not say it in the same way that I am, because I I really do try to project that to you guys and to get you all to hear it in that way. But who believes in the ripple effect and believes in the goodness that can come from the goodness of 
of self and the goodness of others. And oh man, just so much hit me in the greatest way possible from the things that she said, uh, the me, us, and them that she was talking about and how important that really is for us to pay attention to ourselves. It's the whole self-love, self-care, how much mental health awareness is important and Again, like there's just so much there, and I really do hope we are able to make this something that is not just this first conversation, but is another one, and then maybe even others after that. We'll just see. I would be so honored for that to happen, and I think it would be so good for all of us to hear more and to be able to hear more free of charge for you guys to be able to just go out there and be just hugged and loved by the words of destiny go to her tiktok destiny.an go to her instagram manifest destiny go to her patreon and find all of the things there as well. I can't wait for her to be able to move forward with her YouTubing as well. And the Ellen content, and I hope you guys all caught that perfectly well, that she is going to be doing content for Ellen's social, that's like Ellen DeGeneres, and that she is going to have her own little corner there in um, Ellen's social media world on her TikTok and on her Instagram, at least. And in other places as well for Ellen to be able to continue to spread her knowledge. And it's just so cool to have somebody who is not 70 years old spreading this vast wealth of knowledge and doesn't need to be 70 years old because you can learn things at a young age and with the energy and love that she has, it's just, it just makes me so happy. It really does. Like I, I just felt this immediate connection with destiny when I started taking in her content and just this need to connect with her and this need to, I don't have the following that she has. I know that she has tremendous numbers and I don't have that, but my people, you, my people that are listening to this, if you are not already in Destiny's hemisphere or she is not in yours, then I feel happy and proud to do that, to bring somebody with her knowledge and her energy to all of you, to even just one of you, and have that ripple spread out in a different way and in a different place. So, Please don't hesitate to follow her, to let her know that you came from Daddy Unscripted's world to hers and let her know that you got something out of whatever it may be, whether it's just this podcast or out of her content as well. Please do that. Daddy Unscripted, we are everywhere on social media. I still do have a Facebook, but don't really do anything on there. So why do I even have that? I might just pull that down. But I am on Instagram. I am on Twitter, both as Daddy Unscripted. You can send me an email to daddyunscripted at gmail.com. This episode, as much as any of the other episodes, it's important for me to say for anyone who may need help during any difficult times, 
the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. The number is 800-273-8255. I have a Google number for any of you to use if you want to leave me a message, if you need to just like vent and put something out there that you don't want any of your family or friends to hear, or you just don't even want a response back, or you do want to talk to me about something, that number is 872-444-6784. You can leave a message there. I'll get in touch with you if if you want me to. If not, it is a safe place to vent out anything you may want to get out. Like we said in this episode, Destiny and I together, your mental health is so important. Your cup needs to be filled. So do that. Step away. Do the things that you need to do to get yourself the energy that you're able to give out to your family, to your loved ones, to your kids, whoever that may be. You can't run on empty. I don't care what that song says, running on empty. I don't even know the lyrics to it, but you can't do that. So make sure that you are doing what you need to do, even if it is, just like Destiny was saying, a five or 10 minute meditation video a day or whatever that may be. Go check out the Balance app. I will always promote them. And Ofosu, especially, who's been on this podcast, go check out Balance they are so good and so helpful for whether you need to take a break for stress or whether you need something because you're feeling lonely or something for something different to listen to while you're on a walk and have a meditation as you are walking or to get back to sleep. All of them are so great. Check out Balance. They have an app on all smartphone type devices. Do the things that you need to do to continue to be as close to whole as possible. And then you are able to bring out all that positive energy to those around you. I will remind you, go check out OsirisPod.com for not only my podcast, but all of the other podcasts in the Osiris network. Go check out JamBase.com for what is going on with live music, like things are kind of weird right now again and so some concerts are actually being postponed or canceled or whatever so for any of that information go to jambase.com thank you again as always to umphreys mcgee for my intro music and my outro music check out umphreys.com to find out what's going on with them at all times again you guys i can't thank you enough for being here for supporting me for whatever it is that you're doing to take part in the podcast Let me know guests that you want on, anybody you're seeing on TikTok or on Instagram or whatever, and I will try reaching out to them and maybe they will enjoy, like Destiny said, the energy of my wooing emails that are not my, they're not the standard and I do it on my own. I don't have somebody who reaches out and maybe that would get me some other guests, but I reach out very organically and I Uh, you can only guess what my emails are like when I'm trying to get somebody to be a guest on the podcast, but it worked with destiny. 
And that's all I need to know right now because I am so excited about the conversation that took place today. So I hope that got you guys some extra energy, some extra kindness, some extra tools, maybe even to go out there and spread some more kindness around in the nucleus of your own family, to your friends, to your parents, to your siblings, and out there even to strangers and to baristas and whatever it may be, other people that you're coming into contact with. So thank you so much, you guys. Hopefully we'll have more time with Destiny another day. I really hope that that's going to happen. Stay tuned for the next episode, which should be a few weeks or so away. We'll get that out for you. And again, just be kind to others. Remember that people are going through stuff that you may not know about. So just spread the kindness onto them. Listen to them. Be good to other people. That's all we can do sometimes. Thanks so much, you guys. 